Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency, helping you do more and be better. And now here's your host, Zachary Sexton. Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency. My name is Zachary Sexton, and with me, I have Mike Schmitz. How's it going, Mike? It's going great. How are you, Zach? Oh, it's going well. I'm not in a polar vortex currently, unlike um, <laughs> somebody I know. Yeah, it's been negative uh, 25 wind chills here all week. Wow. So it's, it's the beginning of the year, uh, 2015, and we're, and we're going in with the negative 15, it sounds like. So, <laughs> right. Yowzas. Um, well, on, on, on this episode, we are going to be discussing goal setting, and actually specifically goal setting with a significant other. And so it's, it's still January, it's the beginning of the year, people are probably still thinking about their New Year's resolutions that they have set, or maybe they're gonna set, or or what what they want this New Year to look like. And actually, this this topic came up because Asian Efficiency, as as a company, we have a ritual, and that ritual we actually both need to implement this Friday. But it's to do a weekly learning, and so everybody writes on one web page that we have set up, and we we say three things that we've learned. And I noticed that last week, Mike said he learned the power of goal setting with this significant other. And I was like, oh, man, that's a perfect episode, especially for the beginning of the year. And so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about that. We're going we're gonna to deep dive in there. Is, is that all right, Mike? Sounds great. All right. So first question is why, why even set goals as a couple? What, what's kind of the, the value add? to taking the time to doing that? Well, there's a, obviously the benefits of goal setting as opposed to just New Year's resolutions. Um, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions where I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but they have no plan to actually carry it out. So we didn't want that to happen with our family. Uh, we wanted to be in agreement. There's a, a, a concept called the two-horse rule. And depending where you look, um, a lot of people might debate the the statistical validity of it, but it basically goes that if one horse can pull 800 pounds and another horse can pull 700 pounds together, you would think they could pull 1,500 pounds, but it's actually more like 3,000 pounds. So they can pull significantly more when they're working together. Okay, so even if this isn't statistically correct, the principle, I believe, still applies, that you have to be in agreement about where you're going. And we have four kids, so we have to be in agreement about where our family is going to go. Uh, we can't be going in separate directions, which is what happens even by default, you know, when you don't take the time to plan things out and figure out how you're going to work together as a team. It's like receivers on a football team running their own routes and they're going to run into each other. Um, but when it's coordinated, you know, they, they clear out space for somebody else who can come in in the slot, you know. Sorry for the sports analogy, but um, that's really the, the the best one I can think of where when you have everybody working together, everybody plays their part, everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, then it's much easier to go in the right direction and you can get a lot further that way. Nice. And, and I know just from the experience of growing up that there are some families who you, you can always play off mom or play off dad and, uh, you know... I. Kids either get away with too much stuff or, or don't. I, I think, um, I, I wonder if my, my parents knew about the two-horse rule because 
they were almost always on the same page. I couldn't ask mom for something <laughs> and dad would say no to it or, or vice versa. So that sounds like a, a good child rearing strategy as well as as goal setting strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's actually one uh, one of the most important places that you need to be on the same page. I mean, the rest of this episode, we're going to be talking about goal setting, achieving your your yearly goals. But um, really, that is part of it because not everybody's going to do exactly what they're supposed to be doing all the time. You know, your kids are going <laughs> to are going to act up. They're not going to be perfect little angels all the time. And that throws a lot of people off, a lot of families off. Those little things that can distract you. You know, if you don't have these things written down someplace where you can see them, where you know that you are in agreement 100% of the time that this, you know, this is the the creed almost. You know, this is who we are. This is what we believe. This is where we're going. Like, it's really, really easy for just <laughs> one of, you know, your eight-year-old who got up on the wrong side of the bed to completely derail that for a while. And you don't even realize it. Hmm. So I, I, I wonder, do you, do you share these directional goals with your, with your kids at all? Uh, they're a little bit too young, I think, but we do actually have a uh, Schmitz family, um, our core values. <laughs> <laughs> so we identified five core values, like this is who we're going to be. Um, and then we have a little, little motto. It's, it's on the blackboard. Um, it says, you're a Schmitz, be a leader. <laughs> um, whole idea is that, you know, you're going to know who you are and you're going to know what your goal or your, your mission is, and you're not going to be impacted by all the junk. I mean, just think of, think back to high school and all the peer pressure and stuff like that. You know, you're trying to fit in, you're trying to fit in because you don't know where, who you are, where, where you belong, basically. So we definitely want to instill that in them at an early age. Cool. Do you, when you're, when you're explaining why or why they cannot do something or why they can do something, do you ever reference the goals? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for us, it goes a little bit deeper because we're very spiritual. So we'll reference, we're Christians, so we'll reference the Bible. Um, but yeah, it's the same concept. You've got this standard. These, you know, this is what we measure everything against. Nice, nice. And, 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 you know, most businesses have similar things like Asian Efficiency has his, our four core values of, of glowing green and pulling each other up and, and uh, uh, no egos or no, no superheroes. Um, so, yeah. And what, what are yours, actually? What are the five for the Schmitz? It's love, serve, lead, impact, and determine. Those are like the five keywords. Okay, so a little bit more detail. Love, um, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, number two, serve people and see them the way that God sees them, basically meaning everybody has value. Uh, number three, lead courageously and always stand for the truth. So don't be, uh, don't be influenced by other people, but determined to lead them instead. Number four, impact the culture, leave your own legacy. So don't get uh, swept up into... You know, what do people think about me in high school with all the peer pressure and I got to be part of the cool kids, stuff like that. Like we want to instill this stuff in them at an early age where uh, they don't have to worry about that because they're secure in who they are. Uh, and then number five, determined to be different and not settle for average. And I think that one really resonates with the Asian efficiency lifestyle. I know you've done some posts on like hacking education, the University of U. It's just a different way of thinking, and we get so stuck in 
just the status quo. But when you step back and think about it, like, no, that that's not good enough. <laughs> I want more. And the only way to get more is to, is to have a vision and to, and to set goals like this. Yeah. Just, just raising your standards, which it kind of goes hand in hand with, with goal setting sometimes, you know, to get a goal, you, you need to hold yourself to a higher standard. Um, and I, you know, I know from just the personal, from the business level. So just for, for people who are curious, uh, Asian efficiencies, core values are, are glow green. So that's just our way of saying, Hey, we want everyone on this team to be mentally, spiritually, physically, very healthy. So if it's a matter of, you feel like you don't have time to go to the gym or you're, you're really stressed or anxious. We don't want that to happen because that's our first core value. And so it makes it makes decision-making a little bit easier. So you're, you're like, well, man, I haven't been in the gym all week, um, but you know, I really need to get this blog post out. If, if our core value really is glow green, and we, and we really do all try to go along that, it's like, well, I need to take care of myself first before I can, I can take care of everyone else. And then that's the second thing is once, once we're, once we're, geared and ready to go, we feel good, we're, we're physically and mentally and uh, in all other aspects doing well, so glowing green, that's when we can pull other people up. So that's when we can do our best work. That's when we can help our other teammates out. And so that's our second value is pulling others up. And almost the flip side to that is no heroes. And so I actually just got reminded about this value yesterday. I was stressing about a project and kind of feeling just feeling a little torn. I have a few things on my plate and um, I was getting behind in a certain project. And I, I think Tan picked up a, a little bit on, on the stress I was feeling. And he's like, hey, remember, no heroes. We'll help you out. And he's, he's actually helping me out today on, on part of the project that I was, I was stressing the most on. And then our last one is, is data-driven decisions. And I just know from an employee who's never, uh, or employee and then coworker or whatever, that's, that's never really worked for a company that, that had solid core values. But now that I do, it makes decision-making so much easier. And so I, I do feel that, that analogy, your, your horse analogy, that rather than um, uh, we, we've got six people on the team, you know, rather than them going in slightly different directions and maybe pulling the wagon uh, forwards and backwards, we're all really, really on the, on the same track. So do you ever do you ever find yourself and maybe do you have an example of when when a um a decision came up and you you looked at your core values to to make a decision for your family? Well, we get asked to do uh a lot of different things obviously. One of the the best books I read last year was Essentialism by Greg McKeon. And uh, basically it's all about saying no to things. Um one of our core values is serving people and and seeing them the way that God sees them, so putting them first. So when we get asked to to serve, uh, it, it, the easy answer is to say no, I'm busy. But you look at the core values and you say no, that's that's important. I need to make time. I have to move some things around so that we can, uh, for example, we go to the the nursing home once a month and um, you know sing songs and visit with with the the the, uh, the people who don't have anyone else, you know stuff like that. Oh, that's great. That's that's really nice. So was was my my I guess second question was was creating these core values part of your your goal setting uh, uh practice for this year or was that something you had prior? It wasn't necessarily part of the goal setting meeting that we had. 
but it kind of came out of the whole theme of goal setting as we started to prepare for 2015. And we really wanted to make sure that this was our best year ever. So this is one of the things that I noticed, you know, we needed to get on the same page regarding these specific things. And even if, even if you're on the same page, you know, regarding who, who your family's going to be about or, or, you know, who you want to become, putting these things in writing uh, just gives you so much more confidence that you can really just like forget about them almost as you go and you make your your decisions and you go and you live your life like you can actually run after stuff because you're not always thinking like well I don't want to step out there and be wrong <laughs> because you have like I said that standard to measure everything against nice so so what did that what did that meeting look like how did you guys kind of come up with your, your what you wanted 2015 to look like and 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 what what were some of the outcomes well, we had the core values first, so that determined uh, what we called our big goals. And this is something that I picked up from Jeff Sanders in one of his podcast episodes regarding a different approach to goal setting for this new year. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Okay, but basically he recommended starting by making a list of big goals, which are things that you want to actually happen, but not necessarily putting a 12-month timeline on them. So these aren't 2015 goals, but these are things that, yeah, someday it would be awesome to be able to do this. So a couple examples would be, uh, we want to pay off our mortgage. We want to finish off our basement. Uh, I've always wanted a truck. I want to be able to go to a dealership, buy a truck and pay cash for it. <laughs> cool. So, so that is, uh, that's, that's the, the big ones that, that, you can you can work on towards this year but but aren't necessarily going to be completed this year right right so that's basically the uh the long-term vision Um, Mm -hmm. and then what you do from there is you identify a 90-day plan which are things that you can do in the next 90 days that are going to move you towards those big goals okay so if you think about paying off your mortgage or buying a truck with cash stuff like that Uh, And you look at your current situation and you can think like, well, I can do this today, but I'm going to have to do that, you know, thousands of times and it's never going to get me that much closer. That can be really discouraging. And when you think about that type of stuff, it can cause you to to not take action. Uh, But if you if you break it down into a smaller chunk, like 90 days, 90 days, I think, is kind of the sweet spot. It's it's long enough where you can make some significant progress, but it's also short enough that you won't, you won't uh, psych yourself out by looking at this 90-day period. Okay, so you can convince yourself basically to really hustle for 90 days. You know, I'm, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier, whatever, and I'm going to do this, and that's going to help me, you know, move towards, towards completing one of those big goals I can do that for 90 days. I can't do that for a year, maybe. I can't do that every, you know, for five years, but I can do it for 90 days. So if you break it down into these 90-day windows, it makes it more manageable. Hmm. And yeah, that's, that's sounding a lot like businesses as well, doing their, their quarterly plans or quarterly objectives. Same, same time period. Yeah, kind of like you know, Asian Efficiency uses the Agile methodology, so it's kind of like the sprints, except they're, they're a little bit longer. All right. And so, so that, that's the philosophy for 90 day. Was there, was there any, 
what are what are some of the things that that you are going to attempt to do over over the next 90 days well there uh, there's a couple that uh, i'll give you here my wife is a, a professional photographer she has a lot of wedding photography so um, one of the things that she wanted to do in the next 90 days was to book five weddings okay and that's a specific goal uh, it's not it's difficult but it's it's attainable um, and obviously, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole smart goals thing, but obviously you want your goals to be, um, to be specific. Uh, and then she wanted to also schedule one networking meeting a week. And, uh, one of mine was I'm working on this book. I wanted to make sure that I wrapped that up, uh, these 90 days and that would be a source of passive income then. All right. And so, so those are, those are the goals. And did you did you break them down any further with maybe you're going to work on your book for 15 minutes a day or anything like that? Or, or do you just kind of have that in, in mind and, and you'll you'll allocate the energy and time needed for it? Well, the, what was unique about this method that that Jeff Sanders uh, outlined was that there wasn't a breakdown of like a 30 day plan or a weekly plan or anything like that. Obviously, I, I will do that. But these are basically like our 90-day goals. So um, the next thing that he, he actually recommends is not that you break it down into, you know, this month or this week, whatever, but identifying then daily habits, which are going to make it easier to achieve your goals. And this, I thought, was a really cool way to go about it because you can create a goal for the week, for example of getting to the gym every day. Um, but if you can actually create that as a habit, you know, getting up half hour, 45 minutes earlier and driving to the gym, for example, that might be what you put on your habit list, not the goal of, you know, increasing my bench, you know, <laughs> by whatever. But the the actual action that you're going to take, irregardless of the result, then by creating those habits, you can kind of, if you increase these into your subconscious, it's going to reduce the amount of friction that you experience as you move towards your goals. It's going to make it a lot easier. Nice. Yeah, I've I always found that that input versus output, uh, daily things is is or, or goals it seem to be a lot better. So rather than writing a book, it's it's maybe spend spend thirty minutes a day writing, or um, rather than one of one of my goals right now is I'm trying to get a little beefy, and so I, I've always been kind of a skinny guy, and so I'm trying to increase my weight. I'm gonna I want to weigh. My goal is actually is is in B minor is called 170 pound ninja, but the the inputs that I use to track that aren't how much I I've been getting weight. It's just how much uh, two things: how much I ex exercise and and how much uh, protein that I've been eating. So those input based goals are much easier to attain than just gaining weight because it's a little bit out, outside of my control exactly when and how my my body decides to to grow or not. Yeah, exactly. You want to you want to focus on the things that you have control over. You don't want to put something out there that you know, you can you can do your best effort and hopefully it'll come to pass, but Focusing on the habits, which are 100% in your control. I can control whether I wake up 45 minutes earlier, get in the car, and drive to the gym every day. You know, so that's, for, that's one of the examples of the, the daily habits that, that 
I put down. Yeah, and then and then every time you're winning too, where yep, if you if you do something that's outside of your control and you do the best you can or you did the exactly the prescribed plan and it, you didn't meet meet your your objective or your objective so far out that it seems nearly impossible, then then you're then you're kind of consistently failing and and that doesn't feel good and that seems to me like I would I would quit more more readily versus. Right. Oh, did it. Did it again. I showed up again. Showed up again. And 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 every time that's that's a win. Every time you're showing your commitment uh to to the the project or the the value or the or whatever 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 you're going after. Yep, absolutely. And actually one of the things that we have written down on our blackboards um is uh win win every day. And the basic concept is that there are certain things that you can do today that will result in a win. The score is going to take care of itself, but if you can do, you know, and you, you have to identify this for yourself, but what does a successful day look like? You know, that's what you should be asking yourself every night before you go to bed. Uh, if I were to wake up tomorrow and have a great day, what would that look like? And then you just wake up and you execute and you're not going to execute perfectly hundred percent of the time. But you string together enough wins, and like I said, the score is going to take care of itself. You're going to find yourself going further, doing more, uh, reaching those higher goals that if you just took them at face value, you didn't really think were possible. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I believe Tan does a, a visualization every morning, trying to go through his, his day and all the things he wants to happen in the morning, afternoon, evening. And uh, he, he's been saying ever since he started that practice, he's... He's had many more good days than than bad, and um, so I, I think I think it seems like you need a few things, but but really nothing nothing all that crazy is just to have an idea of what you want, and and just just the clearer the make the clearer you make the picture, the more likely you'll you'll just make the right choices to get there. Yep, that's that's exactly it. And then obviously the the things that you can control. Those are the things that you you focus on. You don't really worry about the results. Uh, when I started writing, I had didn't really have an intention of publishing the the book. I mean, that was kind of a pie in the sky, way out there someday sort of a thing. And all I started doing was getting up you know, an hour early. I started reading uh, the book, um, the Early to Rise Experiment, I believe, or Experience by Andy Traub. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we're working on getting him on the the podcast here, but uh, he I went through that book, and then he's got uh, an automated email campaign where if you sign up for it, it will every day uh, send you an email which with that day's reading, and it basically guides you through the whole thing. But it was just talking about basically just getting up early and and hustling uh, in the margins. And then uh, as you do that, like, you'll be amazed at how far you can get. And that's, that's exactly what happened. I started getting up earlier. I started writing, um, started blogging. That's actually how I got connected with Asian Efficiency. <laughs> um, it was a result of what I was doing in response to Andy's, Andy's book. Um, and then you look back at it now and you're like, wow, you know, how did that happen? Well, it happened every day when the alarm rang and I chose to get up instead of <laughs> hit snooze. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that there's a book I, I like called the, uh, the compound effect. And 
it it it's maybe I liked it because I was a business and economics major, so it, it talks about compound interest all the time. But it's amazing how just the little things add up over time. And so I mean, it works both ways. I mean, if you're if you're increasing your ability to bring value to the world or increasing your output just one percent every day, at first it doesn't it doesn't really add up all that much or you the the changes are are very imperceptible but then after a while you just you just hit this hockey stiff curve of 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 accomplishments and it can go the other way as well if you are doing one percent things that that aren't maybe healthy for your body or your mind or 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 whatever aren't leading you towards your goals it can it, it might not add up it might not be obvious right away but after after a few months and then years and, and that time, it'll really hockey stick in the other direction. So <laughs> I think right. uh, it's it's so hard to because we're humans just we we can't see into the future. We can't like feel the future, but we can feel that, you know, we want that cookie right now. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's I think a lot of the these practices and mindset uh, changes that, that that you can make really help you keep you on the path. It's all about just trying to think of of what future you would uh would appreciate and not just always paying attention to to present body you. Um so that's right. really neat. So are there are there it's you talked about a whiteboard or or maybe a blackboard, I'm not sure, and and some other stuff that you have used to kind of keep that that top of mind awareness. So uh, can you can you share that? Sure. Um, and actually, the the number one thing I would say that you could do to to keep awareness um, and, and also to judge your progress is one of the daily habits that I identified uh, for this year is to journal every day. And I know we've got an episode that we'll put in the show notes that we did specifically on journaling. Yeah, I think it was episode two with Aaron. So yep. yeah, and, and that's been really, really popular, really well received. And I, I started journaling based off Aaron's article. And I think I've, I've already talked to people who've started journaling based off of our podcast episode, which just came out a few days ago. So it's really cool that people are already taking action on, on the things that we're, we're talking about here. Yeah. So that would be the first place to start, I would say, is to do that. Um, and then the other things I mentioned, the whiteboard. Uh, what we did is we put whiteboards actually in our master bath. So we see them every single day um, because it's not enough just to have these goals written down somewhere. You actually have to put them somewhere where you'll see them uh, and preferably a lot <laughs> because if you're if you're like me, you know, you don't really buy it the first time that you read it. <laughs> um, and on the whiteboard, we've got our, our uh, family core values. Uh, we've got our big goals, and then we've got our quarterly goals. Um, I know you said you have a whiteboard too, right? Yeah, I've got a little whiteboard right beside the door. I'm, uh, hopefully my voice didn't go away. I was turning to look at it. And uh, my, my girlfriend and I have, have three things that we are, uh, we are going for this year as well. And they're, they're, not, they're not big goals per se. They're just they're, they're, they're daily habits or rituals that we're really really trying to trying to live by and we we've we've been doing really well uh 
particularly because we just downloaded this kind of silly app, but but it's uh, it's been working really well for us. It's called Habit RPG. And uh, what you do is you have things that you would like to do every day. So journal or meditate, or I, I can look at all my list, uh, drink water, take my supplements. And one of them was, was actually to journal and to review my goals. So I had been doing these things pretty well, but not not a hundred percent. And so I wanted to, I wanted to journal every day. I wanted to review my goals every day. Um, we both wanted to meditate together every day. And so having this little, little habit tracker has been really helpful for us because every day when you mark your, the, the things you want to do every day are called dailies. And, um, every day when you mark them, you get little experience points as well as gold and you use <laughs> these experience points to level up. And so we're both after it's been, I think we're day eight or nine, we're both on level four. So we're doing pretty good. That's pretty and, sweet. And I don't think any of it, we, we haven't missed one of our dailies. You can also put habits in there that you want to put on. Um, so you don't necessarily want to do them, have to do them every day. So exercise is one that I put on there and, and you get extra points and experience for that. And you can also use it as a, as a to-do list. If you're, if you're not a heavy to-do list user, you just put your to-dos on there. Um, and actually. We've broken down our our habits into to dos, and so uh, one of them is journaling, and for me, and so it's uh, a to do is journal five times in January, then ten times in January, fifteen times in January, twenty times in January, twenty five times in January, thirty times in January, and um and so those are those are little to dos, so I can keep extra track of it, and then also get extra bonus points and 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 up up levels um uh, from there and so our our three ones are that um are that weight goal uh nikita has has a writing goal and so do i and then um and then our meditation is is the ones that we have written on there i also and and mike you might like this too i don't know if i've told you about this but since we're both big audio guys i i think we're we we like audio even even more than than visual is i have um I have a Evernote note with my goals on it, mm-hmm. but then I've also, I took the time, I don't know wh- where I came up with this idea um, or, or if it just kind of came to me one day, is I, I read my goals to myself on that, on that Evernote. And oh, nice. so what I do, and it, it's, it's really helped me with my, my goal review process, is instead of reading my goals every day, which kind of gets boring and monotonous, and I... I I, I would open up that Evernote note, but I don't know how really well I would I would I would take in the information. It's it's I started just becoming blind to it after a little bit. But mm-hmm. now I I um w- whenever I walk my dog, I I usually listen to a podcast. But before I do that, I or an audio book. Before I do that, I just listen to my goals, and it really has helped me keep them top of mind. And then plus now I've got that extra incentive. With the, I'm gonna learn, earn a little bit of experience and and help <laughs> in my habit RPG. So um, so I've got double. You know, it's it's very low friction because all I have to do is is hit play versus you know, review a whole little document and um, and then I get the little little bonus uh, endorphins for for winning in the short term too. For, yeah, that's for, a that's a great idea. Yeah. So maybe maybe you can try it out and see if see if uh, the audio goals is the way. As the way to go. So, is there anything else? Was there any other little tips that you had before we we wrap things up on this episode? Yeah, uh, there's one other thing that we we did this year. We bought a, a new year calendar. New is spelled N E U. 
and we'll put the link in the show notes, but it's a big wall calendar that has the whole year. And it's great because you can see the big picture and the months kind of run together. So you can kind of see, I don't know, it it just gives you a better idea of how everything kind of ties together instead of this month over here, this month over there. Um, and uh, we use this to pl- to put out like if we were going to take a trip or got to go to a conference or whatever, that's going to go on there. Um, and, and then we theme our months uh, off of this. And uh, it, it allows us to kind of see, you know, the months that are going to be really busy, those months, maybe we shouldn't have really ambitious <laughs> goals, you know, because we're not going to have a lot of time to devote to them, that sort of a thing. Um, and really, it kind of, it kind of goes along with what Patrick Roan talked about um, on one of the workflowing episodes with uh, Mike Vardy and Mike Schechter is that uh, he, he believes that the task, your, your task manager is basically a form of a calendar because everything that you have to do is going to take time. So with that concept in mind, I don't take it that far. I still use OmniFocus for all my tasks, but with that concept in mind, basically um, realizing that everything that we want to do is going to take time, we have to make the time on that calendar for that stuff. If you don't take the time to put it on that calendar, it's not going to happen. So even just something like simple like the daily habits, like getting up earlier to get to the gym every day, you know, that means that I should put on my calendar, you know, go to the gym at whatever time, um, because I've now allocated that time slot to that specific activity that I've identified according to my goals as the thing that's really going to uh, really going to move me forward, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be very wouldn't be very David Allen of you though. <laughs> right. So basically this is kind of to summarize the whole whole process for us. We've got you know who we want to be about lifeline wise, like through the scope of our life. That's where the core values come from. And then from there, we've got our big goals, specific things that we want to see happen. Um, and they're not necessarily this year. They're, they're, they're out there a ways. And so from there, then we've got our 90-day plan. What are the things that we can do in the next 90 days that will move us towards those big goals? Uh, from there, identifying the daily habits, the things that we need to do every single day that are going to make it easier and eliminate the friction for us to achieve our goals. And then those habits are going to get put on a calendar because uh, we have to fit those things around the things that we quote unquote have to do. And then the whiteboards are our way of making sure that those goals and that vision is in front of us all the time. Nice, nice. And I'm looking at this calendar now. It looks really cool. I'm going to have to see if there's a place for it in, in our little apartment because, yeah, getting that, that whole big picture because we, we have a calendar up and you know, we have when we're, you know, at different conferences or we'll be out of town or, or major dates and, and, and things like that. But theme in the months and, and putting and, and seeing it all in one spot really makes things a lot more clear. A few of them are, a few of the designs are sold out, but uh, most of them, most of them seem to be here. Neat. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. It's, it's really cool. I, and when I first heard about it, I kind of thought like, well, that's kind of dumb. Like <laughs> I've got a calendar. Why do I need a big year calendar and why do I need to see it every day? But 
just looking at that stuff really really does um just reinforce the the whole core values vision goals just makes it more real makes it more tangible because you know you live day to day and you don't realize sometimes you know that the time that's ticking away there was also something that Aaron posted I think at one point there's a calendar that basically shows all the days that you have in a typical lifespan. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I think it was from, oh, but it, but wait, or wait, but why? Yeah, wait, but why's website? And um, I, I, I went to his apartment. And I saw it. I was like, that's it's pretty cool. He's so you, he's marked off different things based off the part of his life he was in, and the the one thing that's was so surprising to him is like look how long i was in school for that's <laughs> so much of my life <laughs> right uh so that that was pretty interesting and yeah I've, I've used a full year calendar before when i was i was in grad school and it was really helpful kind of having having it all in one place but it was not nearly as nice a design as this one it was just one of those you know buy it at uh office max type ones on uh, that you know gets yeah. the job done but but doesn't look all that nice yeah, but what what really got me was thinking about that calendar. You said that Aaron has the the wait but why one. Like you could get to, you know, January whatever this the date that this would be released, um, of 2016. And what has changed? You know, what have you improved from last year? And for a lot of people, it's not a whole lot. Well, that's a whole year. That's a whole bunch of boxes on that calendar of your life that are gone now. And I just didn't want that to happen anymore. I wanted to make sure that every single day we were moving towards something it was intentional and we weren't just responding to, you know, the the, the tyranny of the urgent or, um, you know, the emergency scan modality like David Allen talks about. Just making sure that we're impacting our days instead of the other way around. Nice. Well, speaking of Dave and Alan, we're we're number one in iTunes for GTD and getting things done. So I think that <laughs> means he needs to be on the productivity show. Absolutely. All right. Well, Mike, uh, that's that was great. I I really uh, it's it's it was a neat um, neat concept, and I I really appreciate you you walking through it. Uh, also, I have to give kudos to Jeff Sanders, who is will also be on the show. Yeah, so if you're listening be... to this, that one's out already. <laughs> oh, yeah, shoot, oh, yeah, we recorded it already. Um, so yeah, kudos to Jeff, uh, and 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 thanks for for being on the show. It was it was a good episode, and um, so yeah, let's let's wrap things up. Uh, this is the the productivity show by by Asian Efficiency. Hopefully, you got a lot out of this. Got some good resources and and tips. And if you'd like to dig deeper and, or find out anything more about what we we talked about. The, you could always check out the show notes, and this will be at theproductivityshow.com slash 15, and so that'll take you right there. And if you want to connect with us, uh, we're, we're always on the Twitters, uh, at Asian Efficiency, and you could also email us at uh, podcast at asianefficiency.com. So if you like the show, please subscribe, and, and uh, here's to a, a very productive, uh, motivating, value-driven year. So thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about optimizing your productivity, visit us at asianefficiency.com.